Hello, everyone. This is Mind Tasting. Thank you so much for listening. The episode today is a conversation with Eddie Booz. The topics we discuss are being in the moment, reframing negative experiences, uh, processing present and past emotions, and we discuss also addiction and emotional triggers. Kyle, thanks for having me again. I appreciate you, brother. Always do. This is always a really good time um, hanging out with you. And, and uh, I was just saying how, how, much I, how much I really enjoy actually producing this show because it's, you know, it's, it's all the stuff that you and I have talked about. And literally how we connected was through talking about, yeah. you know, energy, gratitude, positivity, abundance, you know, and how to, how to manifest and create that for yourself. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of this, brother. Thanks for having me. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And, yeah, it's funny, though. One of the, when we connected also uh, was we were talking about flow states, which is episode one of this podcast. So yes. if you haven't listened to that, check that out. Man, when you talked about flow states, like, that's such a big thing for me because I feel like that's, some, that's something that most people experience through their lives but never really understand what they're experiencing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like when And they don't actively seek it. Like once you once you understand it and right. you realize this is when I'm performing at my best Absolutely. and also when I'm happiest. Peak performance. Then maybe I should just do this more. <laughs> like right. like let me do this all the time, you know? Well, you know, it's it's not that easy to get into a flow. I mean, it is if you're, if you're, it's a, it, it can be a skill. So pra- oh, like practicing, absolutely. it's similar to meditation, right? It's like a muscle. So practicing dropping into that mode and just working on whatever that craft is. Cause I think it also comes with the skill of the craft. So you need to get to a certain level to start not having to think anymore. Right. You know, about the thing. Right. You know, uh, Growing up, uh, I studied martial arts my, my entire life, and uh, my father, you know, is a, has been a martial artist all, you know, most of his life as well, and, and my father, you know, when, you know, he was teaching martial arts as a, as a child, I remember him talking about this, and, and he, he never called it a flow state. He always called it zen, being one yeah. with the moment, yeah. being in a zen, a state of zen, being in a zen state, you know, and... Um, I experienced it in many times in my life, um, mostly through doing physical activities such as, or engaged activities such as, um, so I experienced that a lot when I was doing martial arts. I experienced it a lot in baseball. So when I played baseball, I would be tracking down a fly ball in center field, and you don't think when you're running after a fly ball. You don't have the time to just, you know you know, think about anything you're just doing. And when you can just allow yourself to just be and do is when you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that. When you said you're at your peak performance, music is another one of those things, you know, even like doing a puzzle or putting being mentally engaged in something that you're doing. Like sometimes even like when you're at work, if you're like fully engaged in the process of what you're doing, you're actually in a flow state. You're actually in a Zen state. Yeah. You know, and there's certain activities actually that force that demand your attention so mm-hmm. much so that mm-hmm. it forces a flow state. It forces a, a zen state out of you, you know? One of the things I find that um that really like 
uh, that I love doing that forces a Zen state of, uh, of you know more than anything else you know it presently is the one wheel. Yeah. You know, so we we ride these boards called uh, one wheels. They're 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 skateboards with one wheel in the middle. You know, these things are they're fast. They're they're pr- pretty amazing inventions, and they go off of your body weight, so you lean forward, and this thing just and and it just goes it balances you know, basically balances, and you just riding down the road. You know, you're carving like a snowboard on the street, and it's amazing. And me and Kyle go for long rides, you know, on these boards. And when you're on the board, the, it, it because of, you know, really, to be honest with you, because of the potential for, you know, for, for danger. Yeah, for getting hurt. For getting hurt. <laughs> you know, your you, face in the pavement. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> so you're very, it just demands your attention. What The only thing that matters in that moment is you, the board. Being aware of your body and the board and, and your surroundings. And the next 20 feet in front yeah. of you. And you're just scanning, and you just have everything is just kind of working as one. And the moment you start getting outside of that and start trying to think and do, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's when it just becomes awkward. And I noticed, you know, that like, you know, certain people will have like wobbles and kind of just not be, you know, yeah. you just got to kind of just let yourself allow yourself to be. Allow the Zen to happen, and that can happen with anything in life, you know? Well, so what's interesting is what can happen, though, is you can get so familiar with something where then you don't need to be as present with the activity anymore because you're so familiar, and then you can be thinking about, similar to like people experience this when driving, right? Of course. Because you get so good at driving, and then you don't really need to pay attention anymore, then you start thinking about other stuff in your daydreaming. Yes. And so one of the things to consider with flow is as you're on that journey of, of whatever skill it is, continuing to challenge yourself. Because once you get to a certain level and then you're not challenged anymore, it will potentially not be as engaging and you'll be daydreaming and thinking about something else. And so it might seem like you're in a flow, but you're actually just somewhere else. You're not actually engaged. And the key with flow is to be engaged in the moment, at, like presently. That's a really so, astute observation. Yeah, adding in That's a really astute observation. Adding in challenges, adding in pressures as well. That's why for a, a musician, for example probably easier to get into flow when you're performing in front of people than when you're when you're just practicing by yourself because when you're in front of people it's almost forcing you there's this pressure of like you know, you got to be present right now you know versus when you're at home you might just be diddling and just and chilling and 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 you won't get into that flow necessarily same thing for athletes and performers you know like when you're when when it's a pressure situation that can almost drive you into the moment because it's like this isn't just another day of practice and and hanging out at the park this is like a really important moment and so it pushes you to be even more present and engaged it totally does it it absolutely does. I've I've I've, you know uh, you know when I perform because I'm a performer. I perform well. You know when when we're you know when everything's back when to normal. When everything opens up again. Yeah, exactly. You know I'll go back to performing and you know when I perform it's the very similar. You know, but at the same time it's you like a like being on stage. You just allow it to happen, and it, the moment you start thinking about it. 
if I started thinking about where I was in the song and you know which lyrics yeah. I was singing, I would lose myself in the lose my place in the song, you know. And instead of losing myself in the song, which is what you really how I get into a flow state, you know, what I'm saying I just lose myself in the song. I allow I allow it to happen, but at the same time, I'm so like detached from anything mechanical that's going on. You know what I mean? Like I'm not focusing on technique, te my fingers and I'm just allowing my body to do what it does. I'm allowing myself to sing, you know, I'm allowing my, my, my fingers to play the guitar. You know what I'm saying? Like you get, yeah. like, it, but at the same time, it's so weird because I've like, so there's been times where I'll be doing it, you know, and I'm playing, I'm singing and I look down and I'm kind of just step. It's almost like an out of body experience. Like you step outside yourself for a minute yeah. and you observe your what you're doing and away, you're like, yeah. wow, like I'm doing this right now. Like, yeah, that's a lot. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of, it's kind of cool to have those experiences when you are so engaged in what you're doing that you can actually step outside yourself for a minute and observe what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And really yeah. have the conscious thought of really being, you know, appreciative of the moment yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? Do yeah. you ever have that where you're in the Zen state or you're in a flow state and you actually catch yourself going like observing just how being cool... grateful that it's happening? Yes. Yeah, you're just being like wow, this is happening cool... yes, right now. Like, it's a very it's very much a wow <laughs> feeling. Yeah, yeah. There's very little that you can explain that like that you can I mean there's tons of ways you could like, you know, describe it, but that's just the feeling it is. It's just this wow feeling of you can step outside yourself or you can be objective in the moment of the flow state and say, damn, I'm doing this. Like, my body is doing this yeah. right now. It happened to me. So, interestingly, this wasn't in a flow, but it was in this similar vibe, maybe a little bit closer to a Zen or just this gratitude meditation type of vibe. But right before I went to Bali, this was something that I, I had basically been at this job that I hated for a while and had been really wanting to just travel and it was finally happening i quit my job i was with my aunt for like two weeks and we were hanging out and just prepping for for my for my travel and she dropped me off at at the bart station and i got off the bart station and I was at the airport, and I saw San Francisco International, and I had to make a left into the international, not the domestic. And so, and I, I've gone to Italy, but other than that, was this is my only that that was a family trip. So this is my first like international trip that I'm planning and I'm like doing right. Mm -hmm. And as I'm walking into the terminal, there was this. I was at like tears started going down my face. Actually, it was just this sense of gratitude and wow and just like, like i'm I just doing felt, this right now yeah i just like it yeah. was that moment we we're talking about where i just stepped out of myself and was like this is happening Dope. and i had been thinking about it so much and what's so cool is the emotion that is attached to this this vibe that we're talking about there's this very powerful emotion also of just of of just gratitude you know yeah. and just thankfulness and just it was a very very powerful experience for me and one of the few times that like i really when i was journaling i was like yeah this is one of those moments you know where you just really feel just like you just feel like you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing
you know and there's yeah. there's those moments in life and 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 to me that's that's what happiness is you know like really just doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing um which kind of takes me to the next thing i wanted to talk about um which is on the same topic of what I talked about in my last episode of, of the ego, because I think oftentimes the narrative that the ego creates is what I'm doing now is not supposed to be, this isn't supposed to be happening. What's going on. There's this story that sometimes will happen in our lives where we're in resistance. And so what, how do you kind of, when you identify yourself in those thinking, when you're thinking in those moments, how do you kind of switch the narrative into a more accepting of, you know, the current situation or the present? Uh, you know, that's hard because, so there's, so there's, <laughs> that's a really good question actually, because, and I, and, and I, and let me give that some thought, but I will say this, there's, there's, there's two things that I notice about that, that one is, here's the thing. It's much harder to slip into acceptance of the situation and being and allowing yourself to just embrace, fully embrace a situation yeah. that may actually be n not be as... Unpleasant. Uh, that may be unpleasant, right, exactly. Yeah. Have some tones of like pain and like discomfort added to it like right this doesn't feel that nice and be able to frame it in a in in a you know in a light of you know um you know uh this is actually good for me well, this is supposed to be happening it's not necessarily it's good for you but that that's that it's an integrative integrative experience yeah instead of a separative experience do you see do you understand what i mean by that let's say yeah, it's let's, connected let's just, to other I'll use a breakup. It might lead to. I'll use a break. Exactly. I'll yeah. use a breakup for example. So, like, let's say, you know, your your you know so your your significant other is breaking up with you at the moment, you know, and instead of just seeing it as this completely separate experience that you're losing this person, maybe if you can actually frame it in in a in a, in a way of. Um, it's creating space. It's creating space. It's creating opportunity. opportunity. It's creating. It's clearing. You know. Uh, clearing the soil for for new growth mm -hmm. to happen, and if you can actually come to it, that kind of acceptance, it's far harder to do that in the moment. In the moment of the actual experience, it's much easier, but yet not easy at all to do that in the in, in when you're thinking about that moment. After the fact. Yeah, yeah. Now, both experiences will make you feel the same way. The experience and the thought. So when you're thinking about it over and over and over and over again, yeah. it's far you're easier to... It. It's far easier to be objective about it. You know, take a step back from it. See, the, see what you're feeling and, you know, and, you know, ground yourself. Be, you know, step, you know, actually embrace the emotion then... Yeah. Embrace That's the thing. Allowing, allowing yourself allowing to feel yes. that the, the neg, quote unquote negative emotion and not skipping forward too much because the reframing almost has to happen a little bit after you actually experience the emotion. If you immediately jump to, oh, this is, this is like just opening up space. It's okay. This is good for me. Let's not, you know, and you, if you move forward into positivity a little bit too quickly, I feel like 
you're actually not processing the emotion and you're just covering it up or you're shoving it down. Yeah, exactly. And know? that's why I chose to use the word integrative, not 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 positive. Right. See, you're not taking a separative experience and making it a positive experience. You're not just saying, "Oh, well, you know what? This is the best thing in the world yeah, for yeah. me." Because you're, but you're no, but you're taking, you're, you're giving yourself an opportunity to take a step back in the situation and say, "Wait a minute, maybe this isn't the end of the world for me, and maybe this is going to create some space for me. Uh, maybe I should take some time and think about, and allowing yourself to sit in the and you're gonna it, pain is gonna happen, mm-hmm. sorrow is going to happen, yeah." Things are going to affect you, and, emo- and emotional reactions are going to happen. That is a given. But when you can, and this is really very, to be honest with you, this is very, like, advanced, you know, meditative, you know, oh, yeah, like, t- type of stuff we're talking about <laughs> yeah. here. You know, being it's able to do easy. that this kind of thing. This is stuff that I'm, like, working on right moment, now. <laughs> bro, yeah. being able to do that in the moment is so hard. You know what I'm saying? But so you're right. Be, have, be, being able to, you know, sit in the emotion allows you to process it. Mm-hmm. When you run from it, you don't process it. That's why you find yourself, you know, two years later, you know, I mean, having the, having an, an emotional breakdown because of something that happened two years before yeah. ago because you didn't actually let you didn't process, process that it. thing because yeah. you just ignored it. And, and did whatever it was, which is jump into, you know, alcohol or, you know, you some know addiction, focus on some work distraction, some distraction, some addiction, some whatever it is. You know, if you allow yourself to s- actually sit in the emotion, embrace the feeling of what it is, fear, you know, sorrow, you know, empathy Grief. for someone else's pain, possibly, yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah. And just feel it. And then... Move forward. Feel it. Allow allow it to because you're not gonna feel it forever. Don't yeah. dwell on it. Yeah. But allow it to allow it to you know, allow yourself to feel it for And it. and I think another tip too for this is to go into a curiosity mode of like this feeling that I have, where is it? You know, a lot of times there might be a location in the body energetically. Oh, every time. Is it in your heart? Is it in your gut? It's in, of course. Is it in maybe your, it's in your throat? throat? Yeah, exactly. You know, because we have sh- these chakras, these energy centers. Uh, in, in, Eastern, oh, yeah. in Eastern spirituality, it's called chakras. But actually, in Western science, we're actually realizing that there are energy centers. And there are, you know, what what has been studied thousands of years ago. It's true, <laughs> you know, and, and it's actually real, right. and it's it and it's in these areas that yeah, we just mentioned: absolutely. the heart and the throat and the the forehead, the third the eye, fo- the forehead, the crown. That's why sometimes when you get angry, your head gets hot. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Think and about so that. Being, like being curious you know, you about feel where it in, is. You feel things in the groin, in the gut, in the heart. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. in the abdominal. You know, mm-hmm. you feel things in the throat area. You know, and in the head. You know. Yeah, and and really going into that experience, I think, again, this is a a form of meditation where, okay, be curious about the feeling, and then where is it? How how is it arising? You know, and just let me just literally feel it, go into the experience. Because what happens is, again, it's very advanced to be, be able to do this in the moment. So oftentimes, what I've realized is a lot of the work is actually going back is like, okay, I'm triggered right now. Someone is treating me a certain way. 
Why am I getting so angry? Oh, it's because my mom treated me this way. My dad treated me this way. Well, yeah. This bully treated Here, me this way. Here's the thing. Now I need to go back in time and like almost you have to almost process the emotion in the past. Like you have to go back. What, what I'm learning in some of the therapy that I've been doing is like you go into that memory in your mind and you give yourself what you needed. You, you help out the younger version of yourself in processing that emotion because you literally had just held it there for the past, however long, however many years it's been stuck there. And that's, and that's what's causing all of all of the issues. Right. And what you're saying is 100,000% true. Like, okay, think about this. Like, everybody thinks that, okay, so everybody equates the word consciousness to mind. You know what I'm saying? Everybody equates the word subconscious to mind. Like, it's it's your mind is running on the subconscious program. If people were to, were to try and grasp, I look, listen, anybody out there, I invite you to consider the following. That your subconscious is your body, not your mind. The blueprints of every experience that you've ever been through are now. Now, while you remember the thought of what of while you can think back and it's remember processed the thought, in the mind. what happens after the thought? What's the end yeah. result of any experience, Kyle? An uh, emotion, right? The end result of a thought or an experience of any kind is an emotion. So, so, so. The so the blueprint of your bo- so the blueprint then of your all your experiences in your entire life is held in your body because yeah. when you have an emotion you feel it yeah, yeah. you it's, don't it's think stored it. in the body yeah. it's stored in the body you may rationalize things into mind and think about it but that's just causing more emotion. That's just causing you to emote more. That's just causing you to dump more chemicals into the body. That's just causing the chemical blueprint of your bo- of your subconscious being, of your body, to be embossed, imprinted with all these experiences that have that cause you to react now in certain ways to certain things. Yeah. Do you under do you understand yeah. that? Yeah. Okay, so here's so so then we can like you said, like we look back on an experience that we had that made us feel a certain way, you know, and, you know, you're absolutely right. I think, you know, and actually, see, this is something that I've never considered before. Something you just said actually is was a little profound to me right now is actually going back to the, one of these experiences that you know for you know fact, you haven't processed have it. not well, <laughs> not necessarily haven't processed but maybe you have or, or, or haven't but you know what that you know that it affected you in such a you're manner you're still kind of feeling you're some feeling type of way something about it. right exactly <laughs> like well, you it, think you processed it but well, it's still kind the, of bugs you a little the, bit yeah and here's the proof the proof is w- w- the proof is that when the same emotion is triggered in the yeah. present moment, you still you feel st- it. React the same way. <laughs> yeah, your reaction is the same. Instead of instead of having being able to to ha- being able to take a look at that in a, a in an environment of in a self environment of having processed the emotion before, of having processed that before, and going, hey, wait, you know, coming to the different realizations about things and not being so triggered about it, you know, anymore. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. If you've if you've forgiven it, then when you when you experience it again, you don't react the same way because you've actually let that go. And that it may so even you mean haven't forgi- let it go. Yet. And that may even mean forgiveness of self because who doesn't more? It's always let me, let me tell it's you always some, forgiveness like, of self. Who? Yeah, exactly. And and well, not I mean it's it, it's forgiveness of others, but yes, absolutely forgiveness but, of self at 
but you have to forgive yourself for Hugely. accepting that environment, Absolutely. allowing that to happen to you, right? We accept the reality that, the point, that we're yes. in. That's what I was just so going to say. Exactly. What you're really mad Dude. at, you're not mad at the person. You're mad that you yes. dealt with that That's and correct. you accepted that. That's correct. And you got – and even, even to the – to, to the further extent, you're actually who who out there doesn't get angry that they got angry, right? Who actually doesn't react after the fact, looking back on it to the way they reacted themselves to right. a, cer- a certain situation, right? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that kind of forgiveness in general has got to be look. You can't beat yourself up. Gotta you know, forgive Gary V says this all forgive the time. Yourself. You cannot beat yourself. Don't up. judge yourself. Dude, and, you know, in these moments, it's hard not to, you know? Right, right. But, you know, it's, but here's the thing. It's practiced. It's practiced. So when you, in turn, so when you combine having, when you combine allowing yourself to process emotions and not running from them mm-hmm. with practicing, practicing Gratitude, practicing abundance, practicing the forgiveness, the forgiveness, the the opposite emotions of what these you know and, and you know these experiences make you yeah. feel. You're starting to put yourself into a better place and create a better self. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then, like, but it, it takes practice. It takes practice. It legitimately takes practice. And you 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 create like a little support system. What I'm realizing is like totally. You go back to that memory or that past self and like give yourself a little support. Give yourself a little encouragement. That hey, was the profound thing. It, it's that, all good. That blew my mind when you said to go back to your go back to your younger self and give yourself some and give yourself what you needed what in you that needed moment. At that moment, that because was you, like you didn't very... have at that moment, you didn't have the perspective that you have now, so you weren't able to give yourself what you needed. Sure. Well, I never Versus thought about now, that. you can. I never thought about even the, the the prospect of you know. I always thought about some sort of evaluation. Um, you know, evaluation kind of, you know, analysis type of thing where you go back and you think about it, you know, but I never like thought even about the concept, even like remotely about, (laughs) about, um, actually helping yourself process like almost emotionally. I think it's another thing too. And, and this is also in relationship as well. It's like learning to emotionally hold space for someone. If someone is coming to you with a problem and they're like crying and they're, they have an issue, the ability to listen and to not, not judge them all quickly and say, oh, hey, why aren't you thinking about it this way? Oh, uh, just giving, giving some advice. Th- that is, to me, not the best way to actually just hold the space for someone and allow someone to feel whatever the emotion is. Right. And so I think that's what it is for yourself as well. Like going back to yourself and, and holding that emotional space of like, okay, it's okay to feel the anger. It's okay to feel the sadness right now. Like go ahead and feel it and process it because the, the, the tendency is to, okay, and and again, this is a this is an aspect of the ego. The ego doesn't like pain or discomfort. The ego avoids pain and discomfort. So, oh hey, this negative emotion of pain, you know, this negative, this sadness or anger. I don't want to feel yeah. this. And so, everyone going tries to back avoid and, it. And holding that space for yourself and allowing yourself to feel that emotion. And then another thing, it was so funny when you said you said emotion in a way earlier that just made me realize emotion is e 
motion. Yeah. So adding movement, adding some motion, adding a workout, a dance, a martial art practice, some type of thing while you're going through an emotion, adding motion in as well and movement, I think is a huge way to help you process that and let it go and let it pass and breathe. You know, breath is also a huge aspect of this. Like breathe through it, breathe towards it too. Like don't go away (laughs) from it, breathe towards the emotion and really allow yourself to feel it. And oftentimes that will help it pass, you know, and then you can let go and forgive, you know, after you've actually experienced it, you know? So Yeah, man, but it is a practice, and I think it's something that everyone, like, it's literally a lifelong thing. Like, I'm certainly no expert. Um, I'm just learning these things and just wanting to share it, but I'm certainly no expert, and there are a lot of, you know, relationship experts and other um, spiritual teachers that are probably more advanced in this this, uh, realm, but I'm sure for even them, it's a practice of, like, okay, like, let me let me go into this emotion. Let me not avoid it, you know, because I think it's just a tendency. I think this really is the nature of the ego and the nature of the mind is to avoid and resist quote unquote negative experiences, right? I think it's just the tendency. And I think it's a survival mechanism as well. It's because pain is associated with danger a lot of times, right? We were talking a little bit earlier off mic that there's a difference between there fear is a difference, and danger. A major difference. But in in uh, you know ancestral times and pre prehistoric times, you know, like w- when we evolved, it was it was the same. What we feared was danger, and so oh, this this tiger is about to attack me. That's going to be painful. I need to avoid it, right? So uh, it's a survival mechanism. The ego was developed as a survival mechanism of, okay, I need to avoid pain because I will die. But now we live in a different world. Now we live in a world where pain doesn't mean death. You know, like, oh, getting broken up with? Like, you're going to survive. You know, there, there's a, uh, you know, there, there's, all these businesses are closing and and now you got laid off, you're going to survive, you know, like the, but we equate them that the, the, the ego still equates it. That that's where the problem is. That's where the dysfunction is. You equate losing your job with death. And so you react to it in the same way in your body, the stress hormones and the mechanisms in your body and physiology are happening in the same way as if you're dying. Right. And so, to acknowledge that and to release that stress and to remember, okay, hey, I'm not gonna die. I'm gonna survive. I'm 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 okay. Everything's good, baby. I'm I, it's I'm all good. good, baby. You know, and 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 letting that go and and separating that. What is fear and what is danger? What is the story that I'm creating, and what is actually real? Correct. You know, and respond to what is actually real. Oftentimes, the what you realize is what that aspect, the real aspect. There isn't actually any negativity or anything that you need to do, you know, like exactly. Or, or maybe there is something to do, but it doesn't have to have all that stress attached to it. It doesn't need to be all worried about it. Like, okay, I I need to take care of this this circumstance, this situation, and then I'll just do that. Yeah, man, I I know one person in particular that tends to just 
dwell on the what ifs. You know what I mean? It's a, like imagination, ev- though, bro. It's not real. I. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> like, and and then when the thing, whatever it is, finally comes, it's you know something's coming up, and what if this, and what if this, and what if, this? and then all of a sudden the thing gets there, and and everything's fine, everything, you know, the war- and all of that stuff. Didn't and even then nothing happens, and, and, you know, and then every time I hear, oh, why was I so worried about that, you know, but it happens with everything, every next thing that comes up, you know, oh, well, what if this, you know, what if this happens, and what, you know, it's just like, you know, it's, and like, again, so I think the work for that person is to go further back. I think the question for a lot of us, and I believe it's uh, Byron Katie who, who, um, so check out her, her, her work, and she calls it the work, actually. And the process that she uses for, you know, emotional processing and development that, that we're talking about here yeah. is go back. Ask yourself, when was the first time that I felt this? Right? If you're kind of having trouble with a, uh, an emotion, so for this person it would be worry, right? Kind of a worrier. Right. When was the first time that I experienced worry? Because the person, the reason it keeps reoccurring is because the original wound that is causing this is not being addressed. And so go further back. When was the first time you worried? It was probably when you were a two-year-old toddler and your parents, and something happened. And it was probably not your parents' fault. It may have just been a small thing. Maybe they just went outside and got the mail and you thought that they left you. And so all of a sudden you have abandonment issues for three decades just because they left the house but didn't unit process that emotion, right? So it's like yeah, but see, it's not something they did wrong. See, it's just thing. like like do you, you remember that though? Like do you remember that like on a on a real like level? Like do you remember? Well, only like, you, you can answer that question. But only I'm you saying, can answer that. Like do you? I mean, I mean, can't I mean? I see. That's a question I think like that I'm not I, I, that I'm not prepared to answer. I'm not a doctor, but. You know, here's my question to that. My question to that is this: like, can it be traced back to an to a memory that's not a conscious memory, meaning like that it was, you know, that you were too young to remember, or you just don't remember at all? Can you can you and learn if and to... if it is, how do you address that? If it's a, if it's an unconscious memory, you know what I'm saying? Like, now and if it's a conscious memory, I can understand. Or even if it's like a series of things that happened in your life, you know what I mean? Like you right. try and right. go back and, you know, address all of them. You know what I mean? You know, but I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, that's, I think that's a question, you know I mean? I, I, it's something I can't answer. Something I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is coming from two non-therapists and not, we, we don't have psychology degrees. So these are people that are just working on ourselves, Yeah, you know, so we're, we're certainly not a, a trained physicians on this, but like, you know, and that's my, why we're talking about what we're talking about here is because this, these are things that we're going through currently. Everyone goes through this stuff. That's a thing. Yeah. This is the things that we're going through to, to right now to better ourselves. These are the things that we talk about on a regular basis. These are the things that, you know, are, are on the, you know, on, you know, are on our minds, you know, and are on the conversation, yeah. you know, um, f- fairly every day when, when, when we hang out and talk. So, you know, that's why we're, that's why we're doing this. You yeah. Know? For me, what I noticed is I don't necessarily have conscious memories. Um, especially of early childhood. But when I really reflect and when I do some breathing, some deep breathing, some Wim Hof breathing, yeah, um, and try to tap into, maybe I'll do some drawing right before to get into flow 
and and just kind of start to get into my subconscious another trick that i've uh seen with um you know the therapy that i've done is what helps getting into a meditative state is also rolling your eyes back a little bit more because that's what happens when you're um when you're dreaming and you're in a certain because oftentimes with this it's getting a certain type of brain wave to be happening in, in a certain state in your literally the functioning of your brain and so there are certain tricks there are certain tricks that you can that you can use but I think tapping into the subconscious and then going into your memory can kind of help. And although I don't have certain conscious memories, what I have found is I do have a picture forms in my mind. Maybe I don't know if it was exactly real or if it exactly went that way, but as I'm visualizing in my meditation, a picture does form in my mind of me as a child in a certain environment right and so even if that wasn't exactly what happened that's what's coming up in my brain and so that's probably what i'm is subconsciously driving my behavior in this moment and causing these emotions right so however real or not it is it feels real to me in my meditation and so what i've been well, because practicing that's the di- because the different there's the brain doesn't understand the difference between a thought the emotion right. caused by a thought or an exactly a, a, or an external experience exactly like i said like i said earlier they may have your parents may have just walked out and gotten the mail and if that caused a certain vision for you or or a certain emotion for you and you felt a certain way about it as a child then that is the reality for you, right? And so going back into that moment, and again, I think it's about giving yourself what you needed. Go back into that moment and give yourself what you needed and whatever whatever that is. And and I think that's what kind of helps. And, and if it's not an exact picture from what I've been doing, it's like even if it's kind of a similar vibe, a, a, a general picture of, of what kind of happened, it can still really help you process that. And it can help you kind of find, it can help you find the source of what might be manifesting now, you know, because that's the thing. A lot of these things, we're worrying about stuff in the same way that we worried when we were younger. We're worrying about stuff in the same way that our parents worried about. Were your parents worried about money? Oh, interesting how you're worrying about money as well. Your parents worried about shelter and food? Oh, you're having those same issues now as well. It's the right? program. So it's you're part of, it's the programming, exactly. So so reprogramming is is the practice and is and is the task for us now, you know. So it's tough work. It's tough, tough, tough work. And again, certainly no expert, but I'm I'm working on it, you know, and I'm doing it. So yeah, I mean that's what we've uh, you know that's what uh, we're talking about here. You know, it's like I found this you know a couple of years ago, and I started working on myself and you know trying to you know all you know look I I I I I think like a lot of people found this in a time where they weren't feeling great. You know, I don't think very many people are in a great place of their lives and go looking for 
the, you know, for the thing that's going to make them feel good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, I think that they're looking at, at you know, I don't think when things are going great, it's it's people feel it's necessary. I think people feel like, oh, you know, I got this. Don't, it's all good. You know what I mean? Nothing to worry about here, you know? But I think when people... Yeah, you start doing the work when you've gotten to a point where you're not really, you're ready for some change. You're ready to start addressing some of your issues because the way that I've been living up until this point is no longer acceptable to me. And a lot of the times it become, it comes from like an experience. It comes yeah. from an actual, uh, you know, a traumatic experience. Something happens, man, I feel bad. I need to again. look for something and that feels... And it's like, feels, this yeah. happened again. How, I need why to look does for this something keep recurring in better. my life? Exactly. Yeah. I'm eating gummy bears. <laughs> I love these things. So, but yeah, I mean, people are going to go looking for the thing that's going to make them feel better when they're in a bad time. And that's what happened to me. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, everything wasn't great in my life. I was, you know, looking for something to make me feel better and... I found something that I could, that I had to be active in constantly, you know, in, mm-hmm. the, in the consciousness of gratitude, you know, to actually, you know, actually make this work for myself. It took yeah. a long time to understand that I had to participate in my own rescue, that I had to participate in my own success, Yeah, that I had to participate, that it wasn't just going to magically appear, you know, just because, you know? Yeah, I think that's a common mistake that, um, I actually fall into still all the time, which is this belief that like the problem will go away on its own. <laughs> it's like, oh, if I just ignore this for long enough, maybe it'll just like fix itself. And it's like, nah, bro, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to deal with this. You know, you can put it off if you want, go for it, that's fine, but you're gonna have to deal with it eventually. And I think, I think learning to just do that earlier rather than later yeah. is, is probably uh, the better way to go. <laughs> just address the issue as soon as possible as opposed to avoiding and putting it off. But that is the tendency. The tendency of the mind is to, again, avoid the pain, right? Avoid the discomfort. And so that's the practice is to observe when your mind is like trying to go into distraction mode trying to go because that's what i believe addiction is uh and gabor mate does a lot of work on this so if uh, anyone is interested in his work addiction is an attempt to solve the problem it's actually not the core issue it obviously becomes an issue when it gets out of hand and you're gambling or you're drinking or whatever you're doing and it's you're literally spending a bunch of money or whatever the the case may be the addiction is a problem but it's not the the core problem it's not the source of the problem because the addiction is actually an attempt to fix the problem of course you're you're trying to relieve stress. You're trying to feel better about yourself because there's actually another issue behind it, right? So so instead of attacking the addiction directly, why not go to the source? Why not find out what am I avoiding right now? What am I distracting myself from right now? What pain do I not want to feel? Okay, let me feel that pain. And then let me ask again what we've been saying. When was the first time that I felt this emotion? 
maybe this is a reoccurring emotion for mm-hmm. me. Maybe I need to go back and forgive myself and give myself what I needed in those moments so that when I give that to myself in the past, I can also give it to myself in the future and right. every time moving forward. Well, that's, once that's I learn, right. Once I learn how to, once I learn how to, how to hold space for myself and allow myself to feel, then I can do that every time moving forward. Right. It's like this learning process of like, if you learn how to give that to yourself in the past and when you needed it, then you can always do that. Then it changes. You're you're changing the the relationship that you have with yourself and the relationship you have with whatever that trigger is and what that trigger hopefully will, it'll be more of a used to be, right? It doesn't trigger you anymore because, because you're, you're learning how to actually experience that and separating yourself from, from what's real and what isn't too. Because a lot of times we think the trigger is about someone else or it's about the external thing. And it's like, no, it's, it's, um, I actually, I actually, um, I think it was Gabor Mate who, um, who, who talked about this. He, when he was talking about triggers, he said, think about what a trigger is, right? A trigger is a mechanism that is pressed to fire off an explosive, right? That's what a trigger is. It's connected to a gun normally or some type of weapon or something that fires off an explosive. So where's the explosive? Right? That is inside Inside of you. you. (laughs) You're holding on to the explosive and it's projecting out either onto someone else or onto yourself, creating suffering for someone else or to yourself. But it's not the trigger that is what needs to be addressed. It's the explosive that's inside you. Right? And so that's where the work is. That's where the work is, is in the emotion, in feeling the emotion, in allowing the emotion to be, and in giving yourself what you need, you know? So, so yeah. Dude, yeah. it's in the surrender. Surrendering yes. to it. Just surrendering, yes. man. Like just <laughs> allowing it to permeate and sit, you know? And that's really been the the underlying topic of the day, you know what I mean, is allowing this type of, you know, processing. It's actually processing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's super important. I think if you don't allow yourself to, to process, you're going to get, as you progress in life, as you age, as you get further in life, your emotional maturity will stay the exact same. Yeah. Unless you make a... Conscious attempt to actually process the emotions that you feel. And that means not avoiding them every time. Yeah. And it means going through painful stuff. It means going through painful stuff. And so that's, I think, where the gifts come when when we're looking at, you know, more big picture of what's going on in the world right now. That's where this is a gift. This challenging time is a gift because it's like forcing us to like, hey, Address some of these things that are inside you. Yeah, you know. Address some of these emotions that you have. 
Why is this triggering? You know, and a lot of times, too, you know, when you address some sort of, you know, some sort of thing, you know, emotional inside you that you had that was based on an experience that you've had, you know, say you go back to that experience and you, you, you know, kind of process it and you allow it to, you know, process and really, you know, sometimes emotions change when you process an, an experience, mm-hmm. you know, sometime later, you know. Yeah, your relationship you know, with that memory will change. Right, exactly. Sometimes your emotional, you know, process will change. And actually, one of the best things that comes out of this often is the fact is clarity. And yeah. clarity, clarity with action, meaning like, let's say it's something that you are... Let's say it's a situation that you're thinking about that you were up that you're more upset with yourself for allowing something to happen uh-huh. in your life, you know that you didn't say something or you didn't act act a certain way or you didn't right. do something that you should have done. Well, when you process that emotion, you, what what happens is you it's now imprinted that you process that emotion. So what's going to happen the next time you come up uh, uh, the, the next time you come up across something along those lines? You are 100% not going to let that happen again. Yeah. You're not going to react you'll the do, same way. Yeah, you're going to make the other you, decision. Right, right. You're going to do what's more aligned with your goals, your, you know, with with your truth. Right. You know, and 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 you know that's one of the most important parts is you know staying aligned with your own truth, staying aligned with your own goals, with your own desires. You know, and, and right. not not allowing yourself to be pulled off the path here, or there, or whatever. You know? Right. And I think oftentimes you get pulled because you are wanting acceptance or wanting validation, mm-hmm. which the source of that, I think, at least, is because you're not accepting yourself. Right? The love that you seek is the love that you're not giving yourself. So what if you accepted yourself fully? What if you gave yourself that that permission you know, then you wouldn't need everyone else. You wouldn't need to deter, you wouldn't need to go away from your, your truth. You know, you would stay connected to that because your relationship with self is, is healthy. Yeah. You know, so I think, I think that's a really important part of it is like really just minding your relationship with yourself and, and giving yourself what you need, you know? Yeah. And you know, all of this takes practice. Like all everything we've talked about today, like the processing, you know, the forgiveness, you know, all of this, you know, the gratitude, whatever it may be, like all of this takes real practice. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. And that's why, like, for us talking about it on this podcast is good. It's a nice start. Um, and definitely for you guys on the other end, listening to it is a good start. But at the end of the day, it's actually putting into action. And again, this is something that I have to give advice. I have to give myself all the time because I love reading about this stuff. I love reading and watching videos of Gabor Mate and Byron Katie and Marianne Williamson and all these people that like, it's great to absorb the information and learn about it and talk about it. And it's a gr- definitely a good start. But at the end of the day, it's actually doing the practice. It's yeah. actually sitting down. Yes. Actually going through the emotions. Actually getting away from all your distractions, and 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 doing the work. You know, and 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 that's what really is going to have the results. Hundred percent. So, 
yeah, I guess that's a great way to end is just to encourage everyone, you know, this is a good start for everyone to talk about. Hopefully you can, this might start up some conversations with the people around you and, and your loved ones to maybe talk about these things. But at the end of the day, you know, for all of us, it's about actually doing that work and sitting with ourselves and feeling it and going inside, you know, going internal because what's, you know, just, you know, before we go, uh, let me ask you, you know, two quick questions here. So what is an active way you can, I'll, I'll, I'll form both questions in, you know, in one actually, what's an, what's one of the best ways, you know, for for you that you found to actively, not passively, um, process some, some of these emotions and simultaneously forgive yourself. What do you find are some of the best ways to actively process some of these emotions and forgive yourself? So, um, yeah, I guess that, that's that's hard to answer because I think it might be a little bit different for everyone. For me, I think it's really, it starts with just being intentional, right? So the fact that you guys are even listening to this and, and clicked on this, you know, like, podcast is probably you're already willing to do some of this work right right exactly so, okay so be intentional with it like next literally the next time you feel emotional about something a negative or or maybe we'll go more in the negative emotion like a triggered type of vibe anything next time you're triggered literally stop and then like journal about it write down like what 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 am i feeling what is this feeling and then is it uh, wednesday yeah it's wednesday hold on eddie's got a little emergency call i do i think i have a a, a meeting i'm missing right now anyway i'm no gonna worries. jump off i'm gonna have jump to jump off, off. i'll talk to you in a little bit brother all right all Bye, right buddy <laughs> thanks for having me guys um so yeah, just to continue real quick. So I think just analyzing your triggers, right? Next time you're triggered, what am I feeling right now? When was the first time that I felt this? And let me go back to that moment. Right? I I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure of any other steps. I mean, again, this is just just from my perspective, but but I think it really is just about doing it. In your mind, visualize that moment that you felt this type of way. It's going to be in childhood, most likely. It's going to be when you're very young. Experience it. Feel it. Be there. All right, I'm back. Be there. <laughs> Sorry, I thought and I had an appointment right now, but I don't until two. <laughs> I, I, think that, I think those are the steps, honestly. Yeah, like, you're right. It's about just going back into the moment. And being there and then giving yourself what you need. I think it's about visualizing yourself almost as two people. First, visualize that you in that younger version of yourself. And then as that's playing out, you as the person that you are now with all the perspective that you have, all the knowledge that you've gained, all the insights and wisdom that you have now... You step into that memory 
and you almost you you parent yourself. You almost you hug yourself. You encourage yourself. You support yourself. You hold space for that different version, your younger your younger younger self, and you just do that. And and another thing that I'm learning too with this practice, because I'm 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 just starting this practice as well, is like giving yourself time. You know this this process is you're doing some deep work right now. You know, by going oh, back yeah. to these memories that, like, you're literally changing your, you're changing your personality. You're creating new neural pathways. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. And so when you do that, you know, emotions will come up. You know, you might cry. You might feel different in this or that way. Let that, let that happen and let that be, you know, and just, and just, you know, whatever, whatever happens, accept it for what it is. Don't judge it. And then, you know, give yourself time to process that as well, because that's what I noticed. Like I was trying to do this type of work, literally back to back three, four days in a row. And I was starting to get a little emotionally drained. Like you have to give yourself time to process it. You know, you can't be going back to your childhood and all your traumatic memories, like literally every day, like, you know, that can of get course. a little taxing, um, at least for me is what I oh, have noticed. Yeah. And so give yourself a little time, you know, and, and be patient with yourself, be forgiving with yourself, sure. and, you know, and, and, and just care for yourself. And, and I think th those are kind of the steps and those are the, the things that I would advise at least. Okay. I love it, dude. I love it. Uh, well, thanks, man. I appreciate that, dude. And, uh, thanks for having me on again. I really appreciate it. You know, it's been yeah. awesome. And, yeah, uh, thank you. Thank love you, being man. a part of the show, man. So, uh, everybody out there, thanks for having me. I'll, uh, see you guys next time. Kyle, if you want to finish it up, go ahead. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Very much appreciate you. Um, wishing you the very best in terms of doing this work. This is not easy. So big ups to you for even doing it, for addressing your, 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 triggers and your projections and your your traumas this is this is huge work and it's beneficial for not only you but for the people around you when you're when you start doing this work you're more pleasant to be around and you can help people out in what you learn you know you could spread the love as well and so thank you for listening thank you for doing the work appreciate you and um see you on the next one Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to Mind Tasting with Kyle Romero. Really appreciate you, you listening to my podcast. You can interact with me on Instagram at Cairotechnics. Thank you for listening. See you guys next time.